what I'm always looking for in music is to be able to hear that artist. I want to hear you. And ooh, yeah, and that's I think that's something that I've learned a, a lot along along the years is that I want to play like me. I want to give D sharp, and I think a part, a big part of that is inspiration from everything around me and my whole my life experiences, like my upbringing and and all of that, and just and putting it into letting it flow through my fingers and through the violin and out the f holes. Welcome, everybody, to the Faking Notes Podcast. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, people of all thems and days. Any and all genders are welcome on the Faking Notes Podcast. An incredible episode. D-Sharp, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, D-Sharp, the violinist, <laughs> is more than just a musician, more than just a violinist. And, and he doesn't do podcasts often. He doesn't do talks like this often. Like, I'm really surprised I was able to convince him. Exclusive. This is like a real exclusive conversation. I want to start there. But in it, we discover that he is like a hidden gem of a, a repository of wisdom and, and experience and uh, perseverance, grit. Like, I learned stuff. I, we've been friends for three years, and I learned stuff. He never told me that his <laughs> channel got deleted. Like, what? After 80,000 subscribers, he built 80,000 subscribers, lost his channel, and built it back. Guys are going to love this. He's He really has like pioneered this social media landscape. He's done it all. He's been on all platforms. He's gone through the grind, the experience, and after years of deep dives through different genres and exploring and DJing, and, and now he's emerging with a lot of original music, and there's just a, a wealth of knowledge that we're so happy he was able to share with us all. We're going to have him on again, but ladies and gentlemen, our next guest, D-Sharp. <laughs> oh, man. That's future proof. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this out. See, that's the power D-Sharp. of editing. D-Sharp. No, no. <sighs> that was the intro. Intro. <laughs> Go. <laughs> now this is the intro. Exactly. <laughs> What's up, D Sharp? Welcome D -sharp. to Faking Us Podcast. What's up? Man. It's good to be here. Mm. You know, um, it's been a long time coming. You've been telling me about this podcast for a minute, and I've been like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah. I <laughs> it's just facts. because I'm just it's not facts. too big of a fan of like you know being on podcasts and stuff. Just because I don't really like talking, honestly, but. Um, but you know when it's you know when it's with good people and it's with you know with my friends you know it ain't even a thing and I just I'd love to share my you know life and experiences with somebody else that may help them you know yeah, get through their life and experiences a little bit better. Oh man, How have you been? Can we start there, man? What's what's twenty twenty the heaviest year of our lifetime? <laughs> it's been right. like Ooh. for you, my man. Yeah, bro, definitely. Um, it twenty has been a, a whirlwind on so many levels. Just. You know, mentally, physically, emotionally, <laughs> we can go through all the alis. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, I feel like um, I, I think we we still have a chance. Well, I mean, it's like a couple of weeks left, but we can still <laughs> we can still make this year into something a little bit better as long as we just kind of change our um, you know, our point of view a little bit and just kind of start to see the bigger picture. I feel like this year has has made a lot of people just start thinking about the future more and longevity. 
and you know how we gonna you know get through life and not mm-hmm. just get through life but enjoy this motherfucker yeah, <laughs> so. yeah man what, what's the lesson that you learned from that well that um sure i don't know just keep trying <laughs> <laughs> that's the best answer for this for this year that's man. a truthful You'll answer be all right just keep pushing just keep pushing <laughs> keep trying keep working and keep your head you know keep your head on straight try your best you know take care of yourself look out for the people around you mm-hmm. and and also having that sometimes small core of people small core group of people around you to kind of help you know boost you up every now and then and um keep the spirits high you know it's hard to do that now that we're a bit distanced but you know it's not Physical isn't the only way for us to be with each other, which we're finding out. Ooh, I love that. So how have you been like uh, adapting with this, like not really being able to see people as much? I know that's just a huge sticking point for all of these performers. We like performing. (laughs) We want to be in front of people. We spend our whole life working towards that and collaborating and interacting with people. And then suddenly, boom, can't do that. Like, what's that been like for you? I just been working on more of my own stuff. I just been um you know trying to make the most out of you know what I can with what we have. So you know there's other ways to do musician things or you can kind of do the outside concerts and the you know outside things to kind of stay safe with I really don't want to say her name. We don't have to say her name in this podcast. We we don't have to. Yeah, can without, we? Can you we? know there's there's Bro, ways I've already of, said it. I've already said I've already talked about it. There's ways to, you know, do what you got to do out here, even with COVID. Yes. Happening. Um, I just feel like she's just taking the whole spotlight this year. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. Yeah, being girl. the, uh, being the, the official, now the official song for the, uh, president elect. Oh, oh, back up. I'm talking, talking about COVID-19. Oh, as a, as a female, Rona. bro, bro, the, I, I have, n- I didn't even feel that. Yeah. This feels like a male masculine mm. energy, bro. Because it's like stupid. <laughs> it's stu- it makes no sense. It's making <laughs> it disruptive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I shouldn't go yeah, there. Right. It's thinking with his dick. It's like I mean, we don't have to bad. assume COVID's gender, but like okay, you're yeah, right. I know. <laughs> it's a dude. We we all know. We could say. Yeah, yeah. It's probably it's definitely. But probably it's a dude. COVID, man. COVID's thinking with his dick. It's like he, I know this is a bad idea. I know this is a bad idea. But it's fun right now, and I'm <laughs> I'm a spread. See how much shit I can fuck up. I'm a spread. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a spread. Four locos, baby. Hit a four <laughs> loco. I'm gonna rampage through through the supermarket. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to, I wanted to reach out to you, D Sharp, in particular, for many many reasons, and I hate to gush. I've already gushed. I gushed three years ago when you came on my uh my vlog. Do you remember that when we went to the coffee bean with Albert Chang? We got mm-hmm. Korean barbecue, bro. That was fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Albert showed you some magic tricks, and you went, "This man has the devil in him." Right? <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. and you sat down and you let me ask you some questions, and I wanted to, you know, put it on wax here in the podcast. Yeah. You were one of the people I really looked up to. Um, there would be no TVK without 
Derek Glee. Hold on now. Don't D-sharp. you ain't gotta do all of that. Bro, I'm serious, man. Like you black violin, like I didn't know what it looked like mm. until you guys existed. Um so honestly, bro, I didn't yeah. really know what it looked like. Can you talk um, about that? What was like making videos for YouTube nine years ago? Violinist kills, <laughs> Katy Perry, Dark Horse. What was like that vibe? Like. It was so I remember when I first when I first started making videos on YouTube, um, I originally just did it so I could send those videos out for just different auditions or I was trying to get on maybe a talent show or something. I was in, in University of Alabama at the time, my freshman year. Um, this is 2006. Go ahead and count my age if y'all uh, want. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> I remember when I, I was like, oh, okay, well, this YouTube thing is kind of becoming more you know, bigger. And I was like, okay, maybe I can use this as a way to just kind of, you know, put these videos so I can, you know, get some different opportunities and everything. So I remember when I first started up there, um, I remember seeing Jasmine Easterly. She was actually posting videos before me. She was already posting like violin covers and stuff. I always have to Whoa. give her her credit. Like what? So I would say, oh shit, there's already some covers and stuff up here. So, um, Jazz Lady, that was her. That was her uh, YouTube lady. name. Shout out, shout yes, out, big Thank shout you. out. Yes, wow. and um, and she's also going on to like do more and more dope things in music. And um, so I remember. Uh, so it was just like me and her up there just posting like YouTube videos, just playing like whatever the hot popular songs was out. I think one of my first ones was like One Republic, Apologize. That um, was huge, One bro. Republic. Was, Throwback. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so I was I start, I was doing that for for a couple of years just as like a little side thing. Um, and but I didn't. I didn't really know much about YouTube at the time and like how it worked, like how, you know, I didn't even know you could subscribe to people or <laughs> and all of that. So I think maybe four years I was just posting videos, not really given like much of a care about it. Mm-hmm. And then I had some that started doing pretty good and some that got placed by like vlogs. Like I remember I did one in like maybe 2010 of like Katie, not Dark Horse, but it was another Katie Perry song, Last Friday Night. Oh, yeah. Um and I used to I used to be heavy listening to the radio, like to see what what new was going to come uh-huh. out, like was something new. You know, a lot of my Katy Perry covers did pretty good. I'm thinking about it. I did a cover mm-hmm. of California Girls, like the mm-hmm. day she released that a few years later. But that's talk, talk, talk to us. Because okay, all right. So Speak on it. I was so I was doing the YouTube cover thing, and for for a good little minute, it was cool. Sometimes people. Be like, oh yeah, you do those covers. I saw your covers. Every very, very, very seldomly. But in 2010, after I had been doing YouTube for about four years, I did a cover of a new song called "California Girls" by Katy Perry that I had heard on the radio. I was like, oh, this thing is kind of bops. I should oh, do yeah. a little YouTube cover. So I did it. Got like 20,000 views the first Woo. day, my Whoa. boy. I was like, oh, all right, Bella. And then Whoa. so, and a week later, my whole YouTube channel was shut down and demolished. Oh my god. Plot twist. Okay. (laughs) Yes, bro. Um and yeah, I guess it was because of like some maybe I was topping on these these songs too quick and I was it was also kind of a a liability just already waiting to happen because I was using the original song on like a stereo in the back and Uh... then playing over it. So I guess YouTube was just like, all right, nigga, you done. DMCA. Do it again. <laughs> so they yeah. took my whole channel away. I tried to log in, and they were like, "There is an account that exists under this email address." I'm like, 
Be for real? I had already had like 80,000 subscribers at the time in Wait, 2010. You had to restart? I had to restart everything. What? I didn't know this. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is the wild, wild west of YouTube. That like 04 Definitely. to 10. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been insane Whoa. because that's such like a new territory for so many people who are in the, the DIY, the rise of the mm-hmm. DIY culture to have 20,000 people back then. Like mm-hmm. nowadays, like, that's still hard to do, but people don't like bad eyes with like the numbers of something going viral. But like back then, that must have been insane to you. Like we don't think about that now. 20,000 people watch a video. You're like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. Super cool. Mm-hmm. But if 20,000 people showed up and heard you perform live, you'd go insane. What was yeah, that like literally, then? Yes. Um, well, it was it was super exciting. And I didn't also didn't know what to do with it at the time either, because I was still very early in all of this. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, this is really cool. My videos doing numbers on the internet. Okay, now what? Like how do yeah. I how do I use this to kind of move from move forward? Because you know, that's the ultimate, that's what we want to do. So yeah, I had to restart the whole entire thing. Like a, a week later after that video, the account was shut down. And I actually went probably a good six months without even, you know, I was just like, man, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just figure something, figure something else out. But I couldn't stay away. Uh. <laughs> and um, and also, that was when I kind of realized the magnitude of, of what I was doing on YouTube, because I was I was never tracking, like, you know, how many subscribers, how, how many people were watching videos and comments and I was never really tracking that, never really paying much attention until I had to like do all this digging to figure out why my account was mm. was gone. So when I mm. finally started back up, maybe six months later, I had a little bit more of an understanding of how things work. I started just using, okay, I'll just use our instrumentals now. Yeah. Instead of using, um, <laughs> which, you know, those are still hard to, to get across. Yeah, and so, you know, it was fine after that. But I remember, fast forward a couple years to 2012, is when I really realized that, okay, this YouTube thing is pr- something serious. Cause that's mm-hmm. when I had like my first, I want to say viral video of, I played Don't You Worry Child by Swedish House Mafia. Another mm-hmm. one that had came out maybe a couple days before. And I was like, oh, this is going to be big. You jumped on it. Yeah, you knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the band was breaking up and everything. It was like their last album and stuff. I was Ooh. like, yeah, this Go ahead. This is it. You're go, ahead brilliant get, go ahead and get these view, views, boy. Ah. Um, and so, and yeah, that one, it did really good. My manager at the time shot this dope video for me and um, shout out to Malkio. Um, and that actually set off me doing some traveling because I did that video. These people from this, uh, this big slap, this festival called Big Slap in Sweden, mm-hmm hit me up to come and perform at the festival that had all these high class DJs and my ass up there on stage. Like <laughs> I did like I did like a 10 minute set, bro. They flew me out, had the hotel, the car Woo! service, the whole wow. night for a 10 minute performance. Let's go. From this little boy that played violin from the States. <laughs> I say little boy like I've ever actually been a little boy. I'm six four. But <laughs> you're um, you are you are quite a formidable most figure, people are so man. surprised like when Statue. they see me in person. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, you're intimidating as hell, man. I I see you. I'm still like, ah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I call you my big brother in the mu- in the in the YouTube video because you're literally, literally my big brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you in that vein, bro, because like that is something that I don't think you get enough credit on. People be sleeping on you, D-Sharp. 
in your marketing Facts. ability, oh. <laughs> in your keyword usage, in your metadata, you understand the guts of making content and you recognize systematically almost at this point what is going to pretty much do well. And so can I you talk take about all that? the credit? I can't take all the credit on that. I T- talk, um, what, was, What's your process? Yeah. So um, also Vine was a was a bit of a thing for me. Um, Vine, the app, R-I-P. six second video app. Yeah. Video. I, R-I-P. Basically, it TikTok. was TikTok. It's TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Canceled. TikTok. It's hard to talk about it because it was just <laughs> such a big part of my life. Um, no, but <laughs> but um, so that was a, that was a pretty big thing for me. And so when that was kind of taken off, I was already on there. So like, Vine was helping to bring some views to like my YouTube and like other socials and stuff. And um, well, being being more active on Vine w- made me more um helped me to get to know other like creators other youtubers viners and everything a lot more which led to me landing somewhat like a deal with this um network this multi-channel network called collab huge shout out to collab because those guys helped me with so much stuff and with um analytics and Mm back-end stuff titling um of youtube videos wow they had your back they yes 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 in a major way they i will always sing their praises uh collab because they they have helped you with so much stuff and not just on just the back end stuff with just marketing you know youtube marketing and and social media you know a couple of brand deals here and there um yeah so they they i think that's a big part of you know that violinist kills i had titled one video that and they were like hey that worked whatever you did in this video <laughs> worked so we need to do more of that so they were like hey this violinist kills thing is like no one else is doing that and yeah. you are a violinist and you're killing it so yeah. let's just use that so they titled like a bunch of my videos violinist kills that. dot 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 um <laughs> which ended up helping it worked all of those videos have over five hundred thousand views at least bro like mm-hmm. when you use that language in those many years ago that was a real hack mm-hmm yeah man so um in the best way possible so was yeah i was violinist kills this violinist kills that um <laughs> and, and so yeah collab they they helped me immensely man and they you know still do they still send out little tips and tricks like in the mm-hmm. newsletters and stuff to me every now and then even though i'm not technically signed with them anymore yeah but yeah shout out to collab Love dude it's out. rare to hear it's rare to hear of a multi-channel network that really takes care of the creators. I know because them motherfuckers be. That is that is the prevailing I've heard some horror stories. Yeah, Take, takers. What you don't have to say names, but what can you share one? <laughs> but which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, we got a detailed list in the uh, bibliography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can you sign an affidavit for yeah. us? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to expose nobody on this yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. But um, but I have had I have had I've heard a lot of stories from my friends of them just being with these these multi channel networks and. They never they get signed and they never hear from them. They see mm-hmm. these other people that are signed with them that are getting all these great you know opportunities and there's a new Budweiser sponsorship going around and like everybody else on the MCN got the sponsorship but they didn't get it and like all this stuff and you know literally um, not necessarily being shelved but like 
just people, you know, not really getting the attention that because a lot of a lot of them want to just sign everybody and anybody that got a couple of followers. Mm-hmm. And so they just want to have this long roster of people like, oh, we got this person. They got a million. This person got a million. We got them on our roster. But OK, what are you are you helping to keep these people around, helping to, you know, for yeah. some longevity and and everything? So but I collab definitely definitely did that and um and still does they're still going strong and still are killing it they producing shows for tv and netflix and stuff like that now that's awesome they came um, up mm-hmm. wow. shout definitely. out to collab man the media company um, done well. but you definitely you have to be you got to be careful you got to be careful with your stuff when you when you allowing other people into your brand and 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 all of that because and you also want to make sure your intentions are clear and where you want to go and what you're trying to do with what you're doing you know I had a quick question because Vine, it was such a like a fantastic little 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 burst. <laughs> so Vine for uh, young folks was uh, TikTok uh, with like <laughs> a ten second time limit, and so a lot of those, a lot of like the TikToks or like funny YouTube videos you'll see that are super short uh, came from they the were Vine vines video. back in the day. <laughs> they, they were just vines, and so Vine was yeah. awesome. I never got into it, but uh, I just missed the train. By the time I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." It, it mm-hmm. got canned. I almost missed it because I had an Android. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, oh, but actually, though, that was why. Yeah, I didn't have an Apple phone. With yeah. Vine, though, that's such a oddly specific thing. I'm always fascinated by like how the medium or the environment changes the craft, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, what did Vine do for you with that incredibly tight constrictions, the 10 second time limit? Did that change how you approached things or the type of like music and output you did? I think it honestly made me a bit more extra in my playing because you know <laughs> you only had a couple. So okay, how many runs and stuff can I do in the six seconds? A lot of times you would see, you know, also with singers and stuff too. It's like they'll sing like, you know, Mary had a little laugh. <laughs> and then it's the end of the like, well, I gotta get some good stuff in there. Um, but I think you know, uh, but most a lot of the stuff I was doing on Vine wasn't much different than anything. It would just be, okay, I have seven seconds. Let me just pick a good seven seconds of this song, six seconds, seven seconds um, of this song and do it. Like the first one that I think took off for me was was Martin Garrick's Animals. Oh, oh yeah, bro. Oh, man. Uh-huh. And it was the whole like hashtag when the beat drops. Like that was a whole big thing on Vine. And so, like, people would do these vines, and then, like, this, it would drop, and everybody just <laughs> falls down to the floor. Um, it was funny at the time. You kind of had to be there. But uh, TikTok, it's like TikTok, TikTok. trends now. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't make sense to back then. Right. You know? Yeah. So, it, um, it, I think it, it definitely helped with my creative creativity as well, because it, you know, seeing other people on Vine doing all these different things, like comedy and acting and everything. Okay, well, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I started doing a few little skits here and there yeah. to kind of break the monotony of the music. Um, and yeah, I think, I, you know, in turn, it helps to build maybe my acting skills a little bit, um, and which is something I still want to flex down the road. Oh, snap. There we go. We're going to see D-Sharp on the big screen. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that. Yeah, definitely, man. That. Is so that... It, yeah. 
it, it was a big help, Vine. It was a huge stepping stone. Even just from like this conversation so far, just you have like such charisma <laughs> and such presence without even knowing your your height. Um, <laughs> and so, so without I, even knowing your height, yeah, without without even being able to tell height through Zoom. But yeah. I, were, were you kind of like always like this way in a charismatic sense, almost like that, like mm. acting that performance beyond just because, you know, we all know so many musicians who will walk on stage, crush it, and then they walk off and they're just silent. And, it, yeah. you know, it all it all pours mm-hmm. it out solely on stage. But you got this like the speaking charisma on the camera, all that fun stuff. Was it always like that or was it fostered because of this YouTube Vine age? Hmm. Well, oh, that's a good that's a good question. Um, we got him. We got him. <laughs> right, shows over. Shows over. <laughs> it, um, it actually the social media influence. Oh, I hate that word. Oh, I know, me but, too, bro. <laughs> you know that you. lifestyle. I guess being more around people, more going, you know, going to these different events where these all these different people there that you want to know. It might not necessarily know you um and you know having to speak on camera yeah definitely i think all these things def- did help have a big helping hand in just my communication skills and i i had to kind of force myself a, a bit you know over the years to open up to people and be sometimes um intentionally you know extra in in just social situations to kind of combat my own awkwardness and insecurity. Mm -hmm. So I think it, you know, I guess some of those techniques and tactics tactics just kind of snuck into just my way of, you know, speaking and communicating with people. So it's natural. They kind of made me into who I am a little bit more. Kind of helped, not really made me into who I, who I am, but just helped me to not be afraid to, to show people who I am, not to not be afraid to just, you know, catch a vibe with with people. (laughs) And, can I just can I just say yeah it makes complete sense can I just say that this is how D Sharp became a badass okay and I want to juxtapose this faking fan to how I tried to get more charismatic and that was Please. watching YouTube videos I was about to bring this up go for it Drew. you know it's like I had to study I had to read books on how to charisma on command. Uh, so why that came to mind, because me and Drew will talk about that channel, <laughs> something you specifically hit on, it, it comes to mind, like, kind of the act of growing into ourselves. And so, for instance, like this podcast and other scenarios, you know, there's like different shades or different curations of ourselves. When I'm a teacher, it's very different than when I'm on this podcast versus mm-hmm. talking to family or whatever. But I think what's one kind of positive, there's so many negatives, of course, but one positive for the social media age is for those who are able to grow into themselves. Some people who might've stayed, you know, stayed hidden away in the studio, stayed hidden away in the basement are suddenly being able to go out, be more performative, more speaking, more comfortable. And it's because of this type of environment to where you, you need to, every, everyone has access to being on camera or to being a, a public figure. It's, it's the wild, wild west of this. Uh, and but something you specifically mentioned mentioned um, is like kind of like the awkwardness, uh, and like now that reminded me of what I think Drew was alluding toward this kind of charisma on command is that there's actually a lot of like big name uh, celebrities. I mean, even just now, like everyone's talking about Harry Styles, but even like the Hemsworths. I mean, besides just having muscles and like playing Thor, uh, they're <laughs> kind of like awkward people, 
and like they lean into the awkwardness and that's what makes them so charming. Normally we'd want to suppress that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when, a, when another person that's awkward or another person that suffers from that same yeah. awkwardness sees that, you know, it, it makes them like, oh, okay, well, I guess I don't have to, you know, beat myself up so much for not being as socially ad- adept as, you know, this other person. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I can, if I'm able to kind of like help someone to kind of come out of their shell a little bit, whether that be with a good little joke or a good laugh, there it is. It's that I honesty that, that I think, even in we we get into this weird parallel where so many things are like now faked and controlled because of the social media. It's still in this weird parallel world where things are becoming more open True. and more honest. To where before. So, so many things were siloed off. I mean, even just thinking of like how parents interact with kids, how teachers interact with kids, you can, mm-hmm. the, the barriers being teared down and we're obviously figuring out the, the pros and the cons of that. But I think one of the net goods is the value of honesty, openness, and this mm. authenticity. And people resonate with that. I, I like just looking out at so many of these artists when they're posting up even just what they're eating or that they just bombed at something or a clip of something that didn't go well Mm. or, you know, them not either lack of understanding of something trying to go out there, but this just like presence uh, Mm -hmm. and this slow push towards being open about difficulties, about successes. I mean, look at like, yeah, like John Legend, Mm -hmm. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen is just like slamming on Twitter. Just whatever comes to the mind, she puts out there. It's hilarious, <laughs> and like that's the brand. Right. They don't hide much. That's the brand. Mm-hmm. Is 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 everything, uh, and it's all out there. And mm-hmm. it's just it's a new it's a new age, and like that's one and thing you can I'm tell it's genuine, which is a great thing. Because I'm excited for. It. Also, with social media, <laughs> you know, it 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 kind of comes, you know, mm-hmm. in this. Not everybody is as genuine as <laughs> as the next person, and Instagram, I think, has a big part big part in that. You remember, like a couple years ago, you would every time you would open Instagram, you would just see somebody like, "Yeah, I'm in front of this two two million dollar yeah. car. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> ain't got shit." You know, you know? <laughs> and flexing here on in my ground. garage. I'm in Bali. <laughs> here in my garage. <laughs> here in my garage. Lamborghini. Lamborghini. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it's oh man, it's 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 uh, a double edged sword. It's just like. I don't know. We're still trying to figure out this whole this whole world network social world we're in. Um, but I do I do love that um, you know the positives that are that are coming out of it. I love that you are winning. There we go. You who said, you, who said you, that? you. I love that you're winning. Uh, D sharp. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel I feel I feel very grateful. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like I am winning, even if my bank account might not show it. <laughs> you know, I feel I feel that'll like, come. Yeah, and like just being mm-hmm. able to to interact with other young musicians, just other people, and mm-hmm. and to have a positive impact on people just through maybe community. not even speaking, just through through music. Yeah, and through community, and that's something I'm. So always be super grateful for with having social media on my on my side. Mm-hmm. I just hope I don't fuck it up one day, uh, bro. It's it's still time. Eventuality. There's still time. You want to do it today? You want to do it on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it could so, be fun, right? What? So, do you believe the Holocaust happened yeah, or yeah. not? <laughs> right. <laughs> just throw all these trap doors out for D Show. Okay, so what's your stance on? The moon landing. 
Bro, I really wanted to uh, get your perspective on like Asking social anything. media on social media. And like, I wanted to delve deeper because you've always been an innovator in the space. I, I, the one thing that I always respected about you didn't matter what the platform was. You jumped on it, right? It, it, it doesn't matter if it's like a new streaming app or is this, you're always trying to figure out and you're always gaining these skills that add up over time uh, into making you one of the most unique uh, violinists in the world. For real. Like, and, and I think that you're really ushering in a, a whole new generation of string players in our community. That's so been my I, dream, I bro, that. for as long as I can rem remember really? in playing music. That's been my dream to be able to, since I didn't, you know, like how we were talking earlier, I didn't really have much of much to look at and to see like, oh, this is where a goal that I want to achieve towards, mm -hmm. you know, starting playing, you know, classically, which was amazing at the beginning because I'm learning music. but classical wasn't you know wasn't my background it wasn't really a big interest for me at that point i just you know wanted to play music and what and instrument did you play just for the record it was about to, <laughs> it was about to be, i know you're not trying to say trap, it but bro, this is mom. a trap oh oh i will always question. stand by the viola i will bro. always stand by Thank the viola you. i started on viola i got a viola right over here viola Let's gang go. <laughs> viola gang right viola gang um, okay just want to let people know yeah. <laughs> Even though I brand myself as a violinist, violinist. Yeah, 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 get you somebody yeah. that can do both. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let him know, D Sharp. Anyway, um, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, so like I didn't I didn't have much to look at as far as like musicians that have kind of made their own way and made their own sound in the string world. You know, we had the the Jean Luc Pontis, which I'm still a huge fanboy, the Stuff Smith, uh, there's so many other ones that like mm -hmm. I'm kind of giving more of an ear to now that I can understand the music. Um, I was talking to you about this a little bit not too long ago. Um, now that I can kind of understand the music more. But back then, as just a new kid starting out on a stringed instrument that wants to kind of rock out, um, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a whole lot to look at. So I kind of had to just make my own way. It's like, okay, well, I can play some covers. I and turn, I was turning on the radio every day, just trying to force myself to like learn these songs. This was maybe probably a year or so into me playing. Um, I already wow. knew that I wanted to play. I, I wanted to there be able go. to play like other other genres of music, and so just listening to the radio was the easiest way. And I had a little stereo in my room. You know, I was probably like maybe eleven, twelve years old. I had a little stereo in my room, so I would just listen to it. Whatever the you know the countdown of like the hot ten songs, I would just be sitting there trying to learn it and. <sighs> Which didn't even know, but it was building my ear. Mm -hmm. Didn't even know what I was doing. That is your biggest asset. And so that, you know, that got easier and easier. And um, yeah, I, th I think I think it is, especially with the way that I that I make music today and the way that I, you know, and the way that I perform sometimes too. Like sometimes with a live DJ, I don't know what the fuck they about to play. <laughs> so it's just like jump in and rock out. And um, which is one of my favorite types of performances to do, like kind of like that and not really a battle, but like, can you keep up? <laughs> like, <laughs> it is such a different skill. I mean, I had one of the mutual friends, Jeremy Jones, co co covered through. Shout out. And, uh, yeah. and I, it was on this film score and I called him specifically one because I wanted his uh, insanely good voice on, on the track. I'll be but so jealous when I hear him sing. It's, right? it's so good. And the best part was, I was like, can you bring over your viola and violin so we'll knock, knock this all out at once? Mm -hmm. It was it was a quick turnaround. It was kind of this comedy, but everything was like Motown-based. 
I don't want to write down any sheet music. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and I was like, come through and just like play. So it, like mm-hmm. literally listen through and you know, he's not even going to listen to the whole track. I'm just like, just feel it out. And that's yeah. something that I know if, if Drew and I pulled in uh, many of our uh, esteemed colleagues from uh, conservatory land, that that would just not, that would be unacceptable. Yeah, it would just be we've a, had different train routes yeah. to get to where we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such a valued, valued skill that I've loved leaving classical music land mm-hmm. and then just interacting with all these great guitarists, singer songwriters, who or just performers from all different types of genres for them to be able to come in and like lay it down at such mm-hmm. a high level without even like hearing the full track or having to know what's, what's coming up. It's something I've just really grown to respect and, and yeah. constant all of, and your you know, your 11 year old, your 12 year old self just had no idea just how useful that was going to be down the road. It's kind of incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what are some other skills like, that you've learned on your unique path as like a content creator, as uh, a- as an instrumentalist of many different genres, as something I-, I aspire to be. Like, what's something else? Like, developing your ear is something. What's also important in that sort of career path? Taste Ooh. and um, choices of you know in music, and because and I'm not anybody, but like anybody can kind of turn on a, a beat. And, you know, play some scales and arpeggios over it and be like, hey, here's a hip hop violin song. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, can you can you really speak to people? Can you can that's which is always what I want to do. Like, I want to be able to kind of speak and get this feeling across and like somewhat tell you a story at the same time. Maybe the story, it may not be such a specific story. It could just be based off of like the song and you may have maybe something in your life that connects with this piece of music that you're hearing and it kind of makes you feel a certain way. So yeah, definitely I've learned taste the value of it taking inspiration from, from other people and just from, you know, whether it's class, not, not even just classical music, just listening to a variety of different, you know, artists and genres and different people's take on music, not necessarily even just in the string world. Um, you know, listening to, you know, guitarists, beatboxers, rappers. I take inspiration from from all of that, you know, mm. flautists, clarinet, like anything, anything I hear. Shout that's, out, that's and they Exactly. Any, when I hear, I, what I'm Flutie always gang. looking for in music is to be able to hear that artist. I want to hear you. And, Ooh. yeah, and that's, I think that's something that I've learned a, a lot along along the years is that, I want to play like me. I want to give D sharp. And I think a part, a big part of that is inspiration from everything around me and my whole, my life experiences, like my upbringing and and all of that. And just in putting it into letting it flow through my fingers into the violin and out the F holes. You know? <laughs> I'm such a 12 year old. I'm sorry. I laughed at that. I wanted to say D sharp. You said the magical thing that'll get people to be successful in this career. That's be you. Be the most you. Yes. Because when you're the most you, there's nobody like you. And then people have a reason to go listen to you. And can't nobody do you but you. Facts. This is what I be trying to tell them. (laughs) They won't listen, man. Why won't they listen to us, (laughs) D-Sharp? 
And this, you know, like, and we've talked about it before. You can be you, and there's room for all of us to thrive out here. There's room for all of us to do our thing and and be successful. And as long as you're not trying to be somebody else, because it's already them. They already got. They already doing their thing. So you, give them you. T shirt. T shirt. All the people winning all these awards, all the people, even, you know, awards, whatever, but still, even the people finding huge success, when you really look at it, the reason they did that and what makes it stand out is because a little bit of them is right there, front and center, their approach. And yet it's just so odd to see so much conventional wisdom advising against that. But anyways, like, you know, if you've got these two interests or you've got this particular set of skills, like lean into that uniqueness and then find mm-hmm. people around you who like that and who will foster that further. Exactly. And I think that I 100% agree with that. Couldn't have put it better myself. Mm. Um, but I, I will. There's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there also is um, that whole like imitation and there is something to that when it comes to building your technique. Absolutely. Um, I used to sit by the radio and um, force learn like Kenny G songs, note for note. Oh, um, word. Yes, I had this Kenny G album that my older brother gave me. It was like the gayest. Okay, come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, I'll bust it out right now. Like, Let's go. <laughs> like, um, and so I would just sit there because there wasn't, I didn't know a lot of other music where I could just hear instrumental solo throughout the whole entire song. And I was like, okay, well, I have this. Let me learn. So I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be the Kimmy G of violin." I used to tell people that yeah. back in the day. <laughs> I'm gonna be the Kimmy G of violin. Just watch. You gonna, cl- you gonna collab with Kanye soon, man? Okay, right. Stay the um, course. There we go. And and so I, w- you know, would just sit there and just and learn. I would I would imitate Kenny G songs. Also, Regina Carter. Mm. Another huge shout out. One of my biggest inspirations. Um. And I would just sit there and learn. Just I would I would go and download the torrent files of her music. Yeah, it's okay. So um, <laughs> for our younger listeners, uh, you used to have to illegally download mm, music. It just wasn't no. uh, ripping people off on Spotify. So well, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would get on my little line wire, whatever, whatever, Whoop. and just type in either like Kenny G, get the whole discography, the whole ah, thing. My favorite or was like the Regina mystery. Carter, anything that was up there. Like you think you're downloading something, and it's like that's that's not what. Oh, I'm tell me about Frostwire, all those. Oh man, Ooh. I've loved Vincent because everyone and now, like as we're recording this, has been posted up there like Spotify, you know, top five, and their Spotify. Uh, recap things and there's all these funny right. memes about LimeWire like my LimeWire top five it's just like <laughs> you got 47 viruses <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> but yeah there, there's definitely something from, to taking inspiration you know and, and there's a little a little bit of imitation that comes in when you're learning your technique but it when you when you figure out like what it is that makes you you and your craft push that develop it and and make it into something beautiful beautiful because that may end up being your products. This is turning out to be too inspirational of a conversation. I need to switch <laughs> gears. D Sharp, what do you what what was your biggest regret of 2020? Mm, my biggest regret of 2020 was not 
Okay. All right, let's let's go ahead and get into it. Let's oh. get into it, bro. So you know, you know, when the quarantine first started, everybody was like, "Ooh, I'm on my shit. I'm about to be doing this every day, working <laughs> on this, working on that." Oh, um, <laughs> so me, I was I was learning Spanish. Which we talked about. Nosotros ne- <laughs> like, necesitamos practicar. Yeah. Necesitamos practicar, okay? Yeah. No, no habla español. Bro, <laughs> it's okay. No, I got but, you. Um, I got you. So doing that, I was practicing guitar every day, and I was, you know, I, I was like, "Ooh, let me just use this time to develop, develop, develop." Since we can't really do much outside of the house, and on my YouTube shit, I'm be posting videos like two times a week on y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> and, um, that first of all, that just never happened. Deshaun kills home. Corona. Um, but <laughs> ooh, that would have been a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my biggest regret and so I don't I don't regret letting some of those things go a bit because like you got to do what you got to do just in life like you can't you can set reach for the stars and land on the moon whatever they say <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think now my biggest regret because um, I, I used to beat myself up about that a little bit like oh damn you couldn't even do these two things you said you were going to do every day every day. But I think my biggest regret now is not putting out this original music that I've been working so hard on, letting just these small, small things get in the way. Like, oh, I don't have mm-hmm. artwork, so, <laughs> or you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have a video. Which those are pretty big things. You kind of need both of those. But, <laughs> but I hear but you're about not... to change that. Oh yes, with yes, with, an, but... with an EP. Yes, sir. Woo. Yeah, um, so I finally got tired. I got sick of myself. I finally was like, <laughs> okay, D-Sharp, quit playing around. You you were doing your supporters and fans a disservice, if I may be blunt. Like, a disservice by not putting out these projects that I've been working so hard on and that I feel so proudly of. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I was jumping back and forth between, like, okay, I, ha- I have maybe around like 16 original tracks basically done, just need some mixing and mastering or whatever. Should I put these out as singles? You know, the classic so I would do singles mm-hmm. or should I maybe do an EP, but I'm not ready for an album yet because when I do an album, I want that shit to be Before. on point, have a whole concept, you know, interludes, mm. whatever, the whole nine. And so I was like, okay, well then singles. I just throw a single out like every couple of weeks and I always got something to promote. Didn't do it. Still didn't do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, about a, a few weeks ago, I kind of just came down to it. I was like, okay, you know what? I don't give that much of a fuck anymore about everything around these projects. I just want to put this music out so I can mm-hmm. move forward onto this other stuff that I've been working on. The tracks I've been sitting on for two years. So um, I'm going to put out this EP on January 1st, 2021. It's a new year. <laughs> Start up the year perfectly. Let's new go, year, D-Sharp. new EP. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new EP. Um, and I, I think it'll just be a great way to a great way to start off this new fresh year with some fresh original content that hopefully is going to bring the vibes up, bring the energy levels up, and you know just promote love. Ooh, and so it's going to be seven original songs that I'm all very, very proud of. And they were all produced by my close friends, which are another thing I'm super proud of. Yeah, it's it's pretty lit. And I, I'm, I, I think I'm making my best music ever now. And I really feel more in my, in my bag. I feel more, I feel like I've 
been working on like a lot of these covers and stuff for years and years, which has gotten me to this point of, you know, I'm very familiar with, with like pop music, hip hop music, rock, like all this type of song stuff. Structure. I've been, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and now I can just use like my, you know, my own sound and carve them out into these cool, cool projects. So I'm um, I love that. Super excited. It's all like it's this this EP is hip hop R and B and a little bit of dance. And um I was kind of juggling around a few names. I was gonna call it I should have put these out a long time ago EP. <laughs> it might be I would not yeah, I would a little much. On that. I would have <laughs> so clicked on that. <laughs> you would have? I would have yeah. clicked on that. It's very lo fi. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah, a, right? it's the greatest And it's, you know, I just always just want to, you know, just be me. I don't want to, you know, give you something that, you know, I'm not really, like, feeling. And this, this is how I feel about the EP. You know, <laughs> I'm titling that. But, no, I don't, I don't actually think I'm going to title it that. I think I'm going to uh, figure out something else. Um, titles is one of the things I have the most issues with. Even, like, some of the songs on the EP still don't have, like, <laughs> final titles. Do you I kind of want to do, like, maybe, like, a little years. listening session with, like, a couple of friends. And just, like, okay, bet. That, uh, Trevor, uh, 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 Trevor. Oh yeah, yeah. Bet. Are we friends now, D Sharp? Absolutely. <laughs> you've been on our podcast. We're friends now. <laughs> if you ain't know, now you know. <laughs> I've been uh, like in, in a very similar boat, and actually, like a number of our guests are like either about to drop something or have just recently. Like even some of my like old old teachers and a good listener and guest of this pod. It's another thing I love about this year. He came in and he had finally just dropped his album and he had spent an insane amount of time, super prolific, super creative, super awesome person. So many collaborations, but I I could relate to him in that I do all these these dope things and then I just move on to the next thing and I never Mm -hmm. like release it to where it's ever really public. It was for this Mm -hmm. event, for this concert, for this film, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the next thing's in the pipeline and I'm like, okay, like I've did that. Let's do better on the next one. But what never happens is, you know, no one winds up knowing anything I've done because I don't I don't release it. <laughs> and so I went out a couple months back after talking with Drew. I got a business coach and her whole job is to like yell at me to like release things. Um, but even still, like <laughs> it's it's such a huge barrier, but it's kind of like relieving. I like how you said it's like we want to put it out there because the people are asking for it. It's like it's good. It's good for them. And also that peace of mind to really free yourself mm. up to move. It's like I've been sitting on this. Like why not? So I'm sure we can hear your breath because I'm breathing Cause hard because you guys are fucking <laughs> spitting fire. No breathing, man. <laughs> Jesus, I'm learning shit about myself. What I started to do because even with having someone like you know I'm literally paying someone money to like yell at me to like, put this stuff out. Mm. I've even decided that you know it's if I keep taking on all these other new things or keep putting it off. Well, you know, what am I avoiding? Tackling the fears. It's getting into therapy mm-hmm. time. And then you run the risk of like not liking the songs anymore. And, and that's, <laughs> I think that's really what's what happens. Projects, yeah. It's like by the time it finally comes out, it's like I've already moved on artistically or quality or, oh God, I got to re- record this. But, you know, that's, I'm not getting paid to do that old thing. I'm getting paid to do this next thing. And it's, it still like winds up being a disservice because uh, I'm not, not able to go out and like really like have so many things that I'd be like super proud to like display on the mantle. Mm-hmm. When very they very well could have been useless, but one thing at least I'm about to do is I'm wrapping up a, a film project right now, but it's kind of like a dedicated like time slot. Okay, two months, and maybe I'll do this once a year, like set aside mm-hmm. one month. Maybe it's December to where mm-hmm. I just don't accept any new projects, and I make mm-hmm. me the project, <laughs> like make the backlog <laughs> the project. Be like, hey, 
if I, that's important. It's an investment too. Uh, and so like, at least I'm about to go through that experience to where I'm intentionally saying no and saying yes to that freaking backlog. <laughs> so. Yes, bro. That's, that's where I've been. That's where I've been the past, like maybe month, maybe two months, just like once I finally made the decision to put these out, it's like, okay, well I gotta, you know, cause if you're working on 86 projects, you know, you only going to get, a small percentage of work done on each thing, you know, and so everything's just going to end up taking forever. So I've had to say no to a couple of things, and um, there's such a beauty in that. Oh. Doesn't it feel good? It's like, oh yes, it's it because this is a new experience. Like, I want to be me. that guy that says yes to everything, but like, oh, there's such a beauty. In saying no is no. like a new experience, and it kind of reminds you. It's like that high you get when like a meeting gets canceled. It's like you were going to waste that hour anyways. Like you weren't going to you were going to do shit with that hour. But the moment someone cancels something, that's like your most productive hour cuz it feels like it was given back to you. <laughs> I'm hoping that the that whole month will will feel like a a, a canceled meeting and I'll be like yeah. excited to visit. What is the process like going back to stuff because we're always improving, we're always evolving. Mm. I really want to know like for you, what was going through your mind uh as you went back through the catalog? What what goes into those decisions to to dig around in the bin? Great question. So basically, I, I you know I finally came up with the track list. I picked which ones I want to be on the EP, and you know in that you know just listening to them, listening to them, like oh okay, I've gotten a little bit better than that. I could probably speak this in a different way, not necessarily speak, but you know. And so I there's a few of them. I went back and almost re-recorded the whole entire songs. Mm. And just rewrote a couple of uh, the verses. Um, I you I say change the words up, even though there's not <laughs> word, there isn't words, but you know change the words up to kind of speak it a little clearer in in certain parts. Um, That's how you one, play it, though. You play like you're singing. Sorry, I just I wanted it. people to know who haven't. They're going to be listening to you now, but like if you haven't heard him play before, guys, like he plays like he sings. It's it's incredible, and I feel it. I feel like there's a you know there's the inside me is like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> you know, I definitely, I definitely feel that. And so it, um, it was a lot of just, you know, going back and just making sure that I'm completely happy with making sure that these, even though these songs have been done for a while, they still reflect where I am now. And, um, and some of them didn't need any touching. Some of them were like, okay, this is already great as is. Um, but like two or three of them, I had to go back and do some, some reworking of some phrases and, um, some, some pitch issues and stuff every now and then because you know D sharp the name kind of <laughs> tells you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. can I say something real quick? Yeah, sure. Thank you, first of all, for coming. We're not we're not done yet, but I just wanted to really thank you for coming and sharing some of these experiences. We've hung out and like we've we've talked and uh, for many years now, like yeah. over three like over three years now. But I, I still love learning mm-hmm. new things about you. And you said something to the effect in this previous conversation about like uh, acts of service, right? Like when, when, when you, you, are, you have this wellspring of creativity, you're not giving it to the world because mm-hmm. of insecurities. That's something I'm really learning to battle right now. Uh, and listening to you speak about service it reminded me of why I used to push through this anxiety mm. of posting something and being vulnerable because it wasn't for me. And so like people are always wondering like what I'm doing. I don't care about bragging about what I'm doing. That's not for me. It's not going to help you. 
Mm-hmm. So I've been in this cognitive dissonance. I'm doing all these really cool things, but I don't like posting about it because I don't like talking about myself. I want to figure out mm-hmm. like what I can do for you. You know what I mean? And I love how that kind of really was a huge unlock for me. And that's why I love this podcast. It's just therapy. Like I'm learning so much from the people that come on here. And mm-hmm. I hope that you're getting some value from this conversation Definitely. too, bro. Definitely. And we're we're not so different, <laughs> man. I, I 100% feel that. Like that I don't really give too much of a fuck about just showing people what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis anyway. Because like low-key, so most people, it probably seem pretty boring. I'm right here <laughs> in the studio. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, which that results in a pretty inactive social media page. Mm-hmm. It results mm-hmm. in, you know, sometimes people aren't, you know, caught up on what you're doing. So you may put, try to put out a project and the algorithm is not really on your side because you mm-hmm. haven't been around that much. Mm-hmm. And um, it's disheartening. Ooh, yes. It's like these, you have all these followers and, and these people and these supporters that you work so hard to attain, but you know, you have to jump through all these hoops just to get them to see the stuff that you're, that's, that you want to give to them. So how do you, how do you get through that? Like, what are you, what are you saying? How are you coaching yourself? I just fuss about it. (laughs) 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 I just fuss about it. Um, (laughs) and just keep on moving really. Cause I mean, it is, that's, that's what, that's the way of the game nowadays. And, you know, I'm learning more and more every day about like what is working and what isn't. And we're constantly changing the way we promote the way we, communicate just as these as our outlets are changing as our networks are changing so i think it's just really just being you know having the ears to the streets and having kind of doing your research on how these different mediums work and you know mm-hmm. best practices which i be knowing but don't following don't be <laughs> following. But, yeah it's just i think it, i think it's just like just being aware and but you also have to take into consideration like what you're trying to put out like what image you're trying to put out if you're trying to be this like day-to-day person that's always updating you on what i'm doing and has always has an inspirational message or whatever okay that's great but if that's not your thing like in in our case where it's not always just like i'm not always giving you these bits of content how do you work that how do you work that and make it because there's some people that you see they might post one thing every three months but the views are sky high Mm -hmm. and I don't know how they do it, but they have such a strong brand. And I think you alluded to that earlier about like, what do you stand for? What are your values? Mm. And when you build your brand around those values, people who really resonate with those values on a deep level, they, they, they're patient. Like people are really way more patient than I thought they would be. Like it's been a couple of years since I've done anything significant. People are still like, so when's that next YouTube video? Or so <laughs> when's that next rap song coming out? To this day, I did a Q&A yesterday and people were asking me those questions. So, you know, it's it's real. Be grateful man. that they're still asking. I am so thankful. I am yeah. so thankful. And I think that what is really important, I think other, first of all, I just want to highlight D-Sharp, you said so many nuggets in here. So if you're a young creator out there, faking fam, if you're out there, trying to figure out the ins and outs. Like, how do you start? How do you start to like make videos? How do you start Mm -hmm. to learn the instrument or learn how to make your own stuff and be creative? Mm -hmm. Listen to D sharp, find stuff you love, try to emulate it, 
do it over and over again consistently. Fail consistently. Pick yourself back up Mm -hmm. consistently and understand that your unique taste, developing your unique taste and putting that all together through the practice is how you eventually get to be a legend like D sharp. And so one thing you want to bring to this, what do you want to bring? Mm -hmm. What do you want to bring? I'm curious because I'm trying to like reinvent myself right now. I see you killing it on TikTok. You're already verified. Congratulations, by the way. That thank is, you. That's phenomenal. How thank long have you, you been? You've been doing music. Since it was musical, right? yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about because we skimmed on it? You just kind of skimmed on it a little bit. Best practices of TikTok for the, you know, the millennials listening. <laughs> the old people. <laughs> We're old now. <laughs> Myself included. Um, when I tell you, I'm still figuring it out myself, but from what I know and what I've done that works well, as hard as it may be posting at least every day, which don't look at me because do as I say, not as I do, because, you know, clearly, <laughs> and you'll see, like, you'll see, like, if I've noticed, like, when I post daily, ooh, if I can get two in a day, really, ooh, one of them is going to do good in the next, like, in the next week, one of them is going to do pretty well. And I think that's just how they have it set up. Like, if you're... If you're putting a good bit of stuff on there, the for you page and everything will mm-hmm. will be good to you. And um, so, but also I think another really big main thing, especially with TikTok, is the production value does not have to be high at all. Mm. And actually, I've noticed that like sometimes when you know the TikToks I put out are like very unproduced, mm-hmm. you're doing way better. Same thing on YouTube too. Like, if I do, like, a video just, like, on a little backdrop or mm-hmm. whatever, right in front of the camera, sometimes that does a lot better than something that I've been paid a video, videographer and all this stuff to come out and do. But, I, you know, people love that in that um, in that engagement and feeling like they're just right there with you, you know, doing this. So on TikTok, that definitely works. That definitely mm-hmm. works well. And I think having you know, a variety of a variety of different um, fields, a variety of different production levels is good on there too. Like if you are out doing some like hardcore filming, yes, use that, but there's nothing like a good old in the house, in the kitchen, in the den, in the bathroom. You know, see people always doing these TikToks in the bathroom, the acoustics, you know. (laughs) I think not being afraid to also be vulnerable. I've seen that that works, that is doing really well on TikTok, which I think is so amazing. I feel like TikTok has become such a positive place. Of course, there is going to be some noise and like some Mm -hmm. negativity, but they've made it into like a pretty positive place. Like you don't see a lot of hate. You don't see, there's a lot of people that aren't really afraid to just like be their true, genuine selves and embrace their flaws um, or what, you know, they see as flaws. And, and so I think, I feel like that's a, that's a song we've been singing since, you know, <laughs> you know, just be you, but <laughs> it's, it's, you can't really stress it enough because we're finding out more and more on all these different mediums and plas- platforms are out there. It all comes back to it. You know, just being your authentic, genuine self, but putting that out consistently. (laughs) Consistent yourself. Um, Be yourself more often. A lot. Oh, God. (laughs) I will say, yeah, like one, uh, something that I like thinks really nice about TikTok. Um, So I'm like not on it. I'm not, I don't have access to it on my phone, but uh, Amy, my partner, she's, she's watching all the time. She's scrolling, looking through. She doesn't even have an account, but it's very easy to just view. And so 
Mm-hmm. I see a lot of what goes on there and who's on there, and it really does. Seem, and you will see some legit yeah. funny stuff. Oh, it's hilarious! Too. Like some of the it things, it's, so it's like Oscar worthy. It's so amazing <laughs> for me. Like what it really excites me about it is two things. One, it's just like the raw creativity. It really seems like it's the most creative app. They're giving you a lot mm-hmm. of tools to go out there to be hyper creative. Um, you can find a lot of success. And they're always putting new tools and features, which I love too. And so awesome. But specifically, you like alluded to kind of the the real community of it and i've like learned so much from tiktok (laughs) recipes uh about different issues whatever like just interactions with people who i never i just can't bump into definitely not now like i can't Mm -hmm. you can't see anyone but they also seem to really like watch out for each other uh Mm -hmm. that you can't quite be because of just like how the system's set up just like with vine adapting to a seven second ten second format it changes what you do with this tiktok and all these tools how you're able to collaborate across the platform very mm-hmm. easily uh, and respond to each other mm-hmm. it's really i think d- done a net net positive um for the platform because people will come to defense of each other they're looking out for each other they're mm-hmm. able to self-regulate more than some of these other platforms and i think what separates it from definitely like a, a twitter in a sense is that it's different when you have to say it with your voice or your face is present mm-hmm. It's it's so much easier on Twitter to just throw out insane awful crap because uh, you type it. It's still faceless. You can change your profile and not even be exactly. there. Exactly. But on TikTok, it's you know you having to say something and your face is attached to it. It's more personable. It's just a different. And level people of will check you on it. Yeah, they come. They it's not sitting well with the whoop. audience. They will check your ass. <laughs> I'm really curious. Like, what is? So we've talked a lot about the past, but. Like what's this is a what really is good the conversation by the way? I'm loving this. <laughs> we, You're loving it, dude. This is the it. podcast, Taking Notes podcast. Tell your friends about it. This is what Absolutely. we do. <laughs> what we do. What's the future like for D Sharp? Like, what what are you looking forward to? What excites you? What's coming up in the pipeline? Um. Well, I'm starting with this original EP. I want to release so much more original music. I don't want to say I'm over covers, but I'm over covers. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll still, you know, I'll still do them, you know, here and there. And especially if people just really, really want it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's, you know, it's come a time where I, I can really show people, the, you know, me. I can give my music and not just like, you know, mix with something that's, you know, to kind of catch people's eyes by putting a big song you know, okay, here's me playing new Ariana Grande song. Hopefully people mm-hmm. that are searching for Ariana Grande will see this. Not necessarily just that. I want to be me. I want to be my own artist. And so I'm I'm very excited about that. Like this EP, I think is going to be a big start to a lot of that. You know, putting out more originals, like I just said. And also, uh, hopefully the world open back up soon. Because I'm trying to get out here on this road. Yo, and trying bro, to get into some of these. You need an opening act. You need an opening um, act. Hello? Okay. <laughs> You got to come and audition though. No, yeah, no, no I'm, I'm happy to audition D Sharp. I'm cooking. No, baby. but um, yeah. Awesome, so I definitely, bro. you know, touring and just also the more I can do to just reach out and to the people that that follow me that I am hopefully inspiring. I'm not the best at it right now, but just you know, staying in touch with people. I know there's a lot of people in my Instagram DMs mad and pissed off at me <laughs> because also my text messages and emails. Let's just be real, but that uh, that be mad and pissed off at me because I'm not that good at you know responding to people at the moment. Mm-hmm. Something I'm trying to get better at, and you know, a lot of times when you just be in the mode and just you know creating like in some, you got the the blinders on because you know you're yeah. just trying to do these projects and. 
But uh, I want to continue to just have more outreach with, you know, other young musicians, not necessarily just musicians, just people in general to kind of help bring some positivity and, you know, to them and their situations. But through music, I want to um, I have a couple of ideas about just expanding D-Sharp brand into more educational uh, type of atmosphere Maybe with the way that might be little boot camps or like whatever, whatever. Um, those are things I'm still kind of trying to put together. But I want to be as prepared um, as possible when things do get back rolling into a somewhat normal, in a normal sense. So there's that. Also, I'm excited that. about just, you know, just just growing, moving forward. And I'm, I'm excited about Getting better at, at violin and viola, I'm excited about just taking in more music and, and expanding my skills, too. I'm, I've never been much of a producer, but lately, I just, I've been feeling that itch that, like, ooh, I want to make, make some of my own beats. And I want to just, like, you know, stretch my, stretch my legs a little bit further in, that, in the atmosphere. So I'm kind of looking at some MIDI keyboards and all that type of stuff now. And um, so maybe my next project may be self-produced. Who knows? Or oh, like at least I somewhat self-produced. And um, so really excited about that. And I want to take that onto the stage too when it's, when it's right. And just, you know, bringing in new, new, new elements to the performance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> bringing in new elements to the performance, um, like some live beat building on stage and live like tracking um, of like, you know, the harmony parts. And let's go, dude. And, Loop, um, you, you can do some looping too. Hey, I got this. I got this nice, super nice loop pedal back here that I rarely be using. I feel um, you, but I've been bringing it out. I've been bringing it out more lately because um, this is so much cool stuff you can do. So I, I look at um, Nate Ginto. You know Nate Ginto. He's, no, um, don't. He's from the Bay Area. I met. I think I originally met him through like Instagram. But um, amazing violinist. Like, and he does like a lot of jazz and like stuff like mm. that. But he is so sick. Uh, I've been listening to him play sometimes. I'm like, damn, like how? But he he's really, really dope. And he does a lot of stuff with looping too. Like um a lot on TikTok too. You guys should check him out. Nate Ginto, G-U-I-N-T-O. Um, he's he's really, really dope. So I, I see stuff like that, and that makes me like, oh, it makes me realize how cool this these type of things really can be. And so I'm all I'm always taking inspiration from other people as well. Like I, you know, I see something cool. I'm like, oh, okay. Noted. Put Noted. it put it in your uh put it in your your shopping cart. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it could spark something this. down the line. Like, ooh, yeah, you know. That's awesome. Well, I hate yeah, I hate to have to like cut this conversation too too short because this could just keep going. Oh up. no! I'm, I'm, I'm on doggy doggy watch duty. I am I am needed, <laughs> unfortunately. But all good. I'll just, I'll just have to come back. That's all it is. Yeah, man. You, you want have to? to come mm-hmm. back? We need you, bro. We need you. Absolutely. Okay. When you're when you're did I just become a regular? I don't know. Bro, uh, yes, no. bro. When you're bro. When you're <laughs> when your stuff drops, come back. Absolutely. When your Absolutely. stuff drops, come back. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like just to uh, put a put a little a bow on this. <coughs> fun. Ooh. <laughs> fun. fun. Yeah. But uh. If for so. someone who's just starting out, we do have like a lot of younger listeners. Uh huh. Like they're entering in college, they're in college, they're just out. As I like, puff a vape. Yeah. Like what? What are some other things like specific to them in that generation that you think is either different now and you might approach different? How can you help them out and save them some time as they start out their journey playing the violin and creating content? Realizing that you don't have to do too much at the start. If you got a phone. 
you can be a YouTuber <laughs> if you have a <laughs> smartphone um, and, or you could whatever social media like you want to do. And, and just, you know, social media, unfortunately, it is the biggest way for us to get our creations and get our art out there, you know, right now. So realizing that and yeah, you don't have to do too much at the beginning. Some so some shortcuts, I would say. Shortcuts. Honestly, I don't, it might not be no shortcuts. Uh, out here, so. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, control, whoa. Oh, delete. Control, yeah, delete. honestly, there, there, may not, there, there may not really be any shortcuts. You just have to, you just got to get in there and do it. Get your feet, get your feet wet and your hands dirty and, and just create. Mm. And um, if you, if you already know what this you know, sound or what this style or whatever it is that you want to put out there for the people is that's amazing and but if you don't know what that is yet that's fine that's totally fine because we're all learning i'm still i feel like i'm still developing developing into being the the musician that i am am and going to be and so that's fine if you don't exactly know what it is you're trying to to do at first but but you know you want to do music you know you know whatever like that so do that if it's if it's playing some covers on Instagram, YouTube. Do it. Just try not to get them taken down. Um, <laughs> and if if you're if you're really great with creating your own your own pieces and your your own works of art, that's amazing. Do it and keep on doing it. Get as best as you can at it, and just try to utilize these tools that you have around you. That it may there may be few. You may just have like like I said, you may just have a phone. But, you know, sometimes you can do a couple of things and work up to where you can maybe purchase something else for your, man, now you can get an interface for your computer. I mean, well, hopefully you might have a computer too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so just yeah. working off of what you have and doing the best at that. So when more resources do come in and more opportunities do come, you're ready for it. You're ready for them. Because I, I can even go back a little bit, like, there was there was a lot of times back in the day where I was just wanting and wanting to be on like these huge festival stages and like, oh I want to play Coachella or I want to play Ultra mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of electronic music and dance music because also DJ too we ain't talk about that but it's all good I, <laughs> I wanted to get to um, it but we no we're no worries yeah, but man. um there was a lot of times where I would just be like oh man like I see all these other like artists and DJs being able to play like Ultra Music Festival Tomorrowland I want to do that I but when I think now like. Bro, you did not. What was you gonna do up there on those stages? <laughs> I think back and I'm like, well, okay, now let's let's. But so I realized that like, even though I didn't get like these really cool opportunities that I wanted at the time, I wasn't ready for them. I wasn't, you know, I w- I didn't really have the business knowledge, like the you know any of that. Even the performance, you know, the performance wasn't where it is. Yeah, still ain't <laughs> if we want to be quite quite um frank, but. You know, realizing that even if these things take time, building a music career takes time and work. You got to work this stuff every day mm-hmm. and low key be obsessed with it. High key. You got to yeah. be obsessed <laughs> with it because if not, you know, you're going to find that you're going to find that burnout. You're going to find like, you know, all these things that make you think that, OK, maybe this isn't for me. Um, but, so, but you just really got to be in love with it. And I think if you're in love, w- love with it, you're going to put in the work, you know, every day and tr- and to make your shit. And to put the shit out, mm-hmm. and to um, and to keep being better. All of that. <laughs> Beautiful D sharp. D sharp. Beautiful. That was the best sign off in our history. 
D Sharp Kills Podcasting. So. Yo, thank you guys so much. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast right now <laughs> trevor bumgarner in the future and the podcast yeah. right now. right but no really really though thank y'all I, I do appreciate y'all having me on here and and letting me share a little bit of my background i hope that like i'm able to give a you know a little bit of inspiration for for someone else out there and thank you thank you d sharp everybody till next time we'll have we you back out. brother be more we'll have you back. you'll be back thank you thank you <laughs>